0: This is the Business Growth Hacks Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing. Here's your host, Andrew Brockenbush. What is going on? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Hello, hello. John, good to see you, man. Good to see you. I see you every day, but I guess I have to say, like, it's obligatory. It's good to see you for the people out there that don't know that I see you every day.
1: Right, right. Yeah, we got to
0: If I didn't say it, I don't know. It would feel awkward. It would. It wouldn't really like, be an what's in- up, dude? <laughs> introduction of the
1: show. What if we didn't say hi at all? Just like, all right, let's get into get it. Get into it.
0: <laughs> like, okay, do these guys mad at each other? Yeah, We've got a cool topic today, but we are going to jump into a icebreaker question Ooh. that I was thinking about.
1: I like icebreakers. Before
0: we got started, because I feel like there's certain days where we're just like kind of running on... Fumes? Fumes. <laughs> so the question is, how many hours a day do you think you work on average?
1: Man, I mean, it's at least eight if not more, depending on, because I mean, some days I leave the office early, but when I get home, I'm still, once I got the kids and dinner done, you know, hopping back on it to get yeah, something cranked nonstop. out, just to make my day easier for the next day or because something needs to go up in the morning if it's Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If it's Wednesday.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It seems like it's like a nonstop thing. I, I think I'm putting in, I really have never actually done the math to yeah. see truly, but like, let's just say I start,
1: mm-hmm. I kind of
0: start my day around seven, try to get started by like working, working by like around eight, yeah. which is not very early. Like I know there's people that get up way earlier than oh, that, yeah. but it's based on the fact that I went to bed the night before at one right. o'clock or something. It's right, so, like yeah. last night, I think I went to bed at like 1230. So like I'm probably putting twelve thirteen hours in. Uh,
1: I would say you most definitely are. Between working
0: here and then as soon yeah. as I leave here, I'll go back home, well, take the dogs out and start I, all over again. Yeah.
1: If I call you later... We have a lot of work conversations between 8 and 10 p.m. Yes. So, I know we're both working pretty late.
0: It's so weird. We've got an office and we are productive here, but then there's, you get like a totally different energy. Like, I don't know. It's like it almost like a renewed sense of... Well,
1: yeah. I was uh reading this thing the other day about creativity and they were saying it's a process. Yeah you know, it, it is a process. There, there's things that you can do, even if you're not feeling creative, you can get yourself there. Yeah, exactly. And so I think some routines that we have, like, you know, from working mobily so long, I f- I've slipped my computer out on a table, I like get into work mode as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it just happens. Like. And
0: yeah. And that's the thing too, like we both were entrepreneurs and like, mm-hmm. I guess, solopreneurs is the word. Yeah. Like for a very long time where we both had to kind of learn to like just creative whenever it came to us
1: right yeah and so
0: a lot of times for me like i do still find those late night work sessions to be like some of my most productive
1: yeah sometimes i mean if you're on a roll might as well roll with it it's like i don't (laughs) want to go to
0: bed like i'm getting shit done i'm I'm
1: not nailing it i gotta get it done like
0: and you know obviously people out there probably like no that's not a good business growth hack we need to have like balance truth yeah absolutely you certainly do (laughs) i don't know at this point of the journey or kind of where we're at in our business. I feel like it's, you know, as long as we set expectations with customers and yeah. and we do still like prioritize family time and stuff yeah. like that. And I, it's I okay do to put those hours in. Yeah. You know, but if you're productive, you're productive. You know, right. I don't want yeah. to lose that time. Especially like when you're at the office all day, you're kind of in work mode all day long. Right. And you don't have those creative breaks. I got you. But you go mm-hmm. home,
1: you pull out your guitar and your amp. Two minutes later, and you're like, you're, oh, it's like I a fresh idea.
0: a fresh thought or a creative... Yeah,
1: I, I can't thing. tell you how many times I've been a couple notes into a riff and been like, I know how to fix that broken thing. Yeah, like, let you know? me put this down for a second. Yeah.
0: This is bad, but you know you work too much whenever, like, sometimes you're problem-solving in your dreams, like, legit. Oh,
1: man. Yeah, I've done that one. Where, like, you're I like, Work like, all night and wake up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I just literally slept, but worked in my sleep. I was yeah. literally cool. problem-solving in my dreams. Today, we're talking about how to repurpose content. Ooh. And the reason I wanted to kickstart that conversation with kind of the, the balance of hours is that yeah. it can seem like with the how important content marketing is for an mm-hmm. overall marketing strategy, and we've talked about this a lot in all of our episodes, like how content yeah. is king, yeah. is that it can be overwhelming how much time and energy it, it can, takes yeah, to produce
1: that. To just come up with content.
0: And if you have a small team, like you know that pain All the more, you know, the pain
1: of many hats because you wear all the hats. Mm -hmm.
0: You're the blogger. You're the podcaster. You're the video guy. You're the website guy. You're the books person, all the things. And so I want to talk about something that we've kind of mastered. I feel like, you know, we're getting better at it. I'm not saying we're the absolute experts, but but we've certainly gotten really good at repurposing content, it was oh, kind of this. Definitely. I think it was an idea that you and I had, where it was like, "Hey, we want to start this podcast, mm-hmm. business growth hacks." We know that the kind of the overall messaging and theme and purpose behind it is that to support we- business owners with their growth. Right. But how in the heck do we come up with content week after week? Right. That's relevant. That is adding value. Right. And we're not trying to add that workload on top of the other, other things, things that we're, already that that we're to doing. Do, right. Like right? yeah. client work the existing blogs, the existing Mm -hmm. videos, all that other stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: And so you and I had this discussion around, what if we took a blog post Mm -hmm. and read it like a script? Right. And we were like, yeah, that would be really cool. And we did that. And it was okay. It was
1: okay. It was real robotic. It was
0: robotic. Yeah. I do want to stop there for a second and say, it's still a good use of repurposing content. It's like, that's all you can do. Because if you think about it, we talked about this, I think in one of our prior episodes about podcasts is the fact Mm -hmm. that not everybody has time to read anything anymore. Right. So just having that recorded transcription of right. the blog post, it still might make somebody listen to it. Right? right.
1: Because yeah, they may not have time to read it, but they might throw that video on in the background, background. while they do exactly.
0: Something. So it, it's certainly a great way to repurpose content, but that's kind of what we want to dive into today is yeah. how you can get the most out of the content that you might already be creating. And if you're not creating content yet, if that's not a part of your strategy yet, yeah. then we're going to be talking about ways that you can, one, quickly start working on core right, content yeah. and then how to get the most out of it. We've got to start with a statistic like we always do. Of course. And I've got kind of two of them. 70% of marketers are actively investing in content marketing and 78% of companies have a team of one to three content marketing specialists. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. It proves everything we've been talking about. If yeah. people are spending that much money, invest if there's that many businesses that are investing in it then it's something and they're dedicating that many employees. Clearly, it's a priority, yeah. right? Like, clearly, it's we're not lying to you guys. We're not...
1: Not just making it up chains, to you know? get you to like, come buy a social or exactly. like, a package this, from us. This yeah. is
0: true. Like, this is what people are focusing their energy on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What kind of sucks about that statistic a little bit is that there's a lot of business owners out there, ourselves included. Yeah. We're a small boutique team. Oh, yeah. We can't afford to hire three content marketing specialists. No,
1: probably not. We've
0: got one content marketing specialist and one intern who's been helping out a lot lately mm-hmm. who are kind of doing all of that for us in-house and our external clients. Yeah. And it's like, I know that we could use three or four or five of those people, but Mm -hmm. we can't necessarily afford that yet. Right. You kind of have to grow to it. And so I I think that if we feel that as an agency and established business, that has been around for, you know, going on 10 years, there's definitely other companies out there.
1: That are seeing the same. They're seeing the same, they Mm -hmm. have the same
0: pain point, especially companies that are not marketing agencies. Oh yeah. We know to do this because... It's our business and we have to do it. Right. But, but for companies that are, they understand it's important. They might not even be investing that money yet in that area. You're
1: right. They, and they, so
0: if you're going to spend money in that area, if you're going to do it yourself, yeah. then you need to know that every hour spent, every thing that you write
1: mm-hmm.
0: is going to get the the biggest reach it possibly can. Right. Right. I think at the end of the day, when you really think about it, there's probably a lot of content you've created over time. Like for yeah. us with, okay, back it up for a second with our podcast. Yeah. Dude, we have 30, 40, 50 or more blog posts that we've written. Oh, easy. yeah. And so once we kind of talked about it, we were mm-hmm. like, what if we just took a blog post and kind of created an outline from it and right. start podcasting about it? Right. And it was such a natural flow because the blog it post really content was. was our area of expertise. It's right. What we know. That's mm-hmm. why we blogged about it. Mm-hmm. And so now right. we just turn it into an outline that, of course, we can talk about.
1: Right. Because we know about the topics. You in there, about, yeah. Right.
0: Right. What I don't have time to do is come up with a whole podcast script. I don't no, have time for that.
1: Uh, yeah, especially a detail down to the word. Yeah, of, it's like... Yeah. So, it's got to be something that. that we know. Yeah. You know, we can't sit here and make up stuff for an hour. It wouldn't be very entertaining unless, you know, we got really creative. Unless you're ideas. just a funny person. And yeah. Great sense of I, humor. I don't see... Us having a good podcast, yes. just <laughs> Without, making stuff up, like having no plan at all coming in here. And no, down. it would be it would be terrible.
0: People might listen to it because they love us, like our moms, right? But and some of our friends, it but might
1: even be somewhat funny. But as far as growth hacks and progressing your business, it wouldn't get anywhere. It right. would not offer value. No, that's right. Would not. Yeah,
0: and so being able to take that content that we'd already written, mm-hmm. stuff that was in our kind of archives, yeah, you know, the stuff that's kind of got dust on the shelf, type of thing. Exactly, we're kind of dusting it off and saying, hey, like, let's use this, this. blog that we wrote three years ago. Mm So yeah, there's some outdated information there. Let's update it, right? Right. I actually saw a statistic when I was doing research for this episode, actually, that said that some of the marketers that were in this study from HubSpot said that some of their most successful content was content that they just revitalized. Wow. Content that they updated with the latest data. So let's just say that we had written a blog post called the best social media marketing tips for 2015. Yeah. Just update it to be for 2021 and make those changes. That might be the most successful piece of content you have. It could be. And you don't even have to rewrite the blog post. Well, there's
1: no sense in reinventing the wheel if it rolls. You that's know? right. All you have to do is update the data in mm-hmm. it.
0: That didn't require a bunch of
1: effort. No. All you had to do is change the year. Yeah. Make
0: sure that the information was still relevant.
1: Right. Because you Why could write have, it all over again. Yeah. As long as your content's not outdated, there's no problem in, in posting it again.
0: I think that that's maybe a great first point in mm-hmm. this discussion is as you do create content, think about all your content in an evergreen format okay if you've never heard the like link the evergreen word right that's you know, kind of a marketing lingo but it's like it's evergreen it's always going to be relevant mm-hmm. it's always going to be organic and the benefit there is that if in 10 years we look mm-hmm. back on that blog post we can go oh that's still relevant today yeah yeah some statistics have changed yes some of the pointers might have tweaked a little bit you know right. tweaked adjust adjusted it a little bit but in general
1: Yeah. It's still relevant. As far as time is concerned, you're not writing a whole new article at that point. That's right. You're adding a few new facts. Yeah. And then you're good to go. So if when
0: you're creating your content, you think about it with that mindset, yeah, your content is gonna have a lot longer of a lifespan. Right. You'll be able to get more out of it over time. Yeah. You've got a note that you left here in our kind of our outline here, which is Say it again for the people in the back. Yes. Before we started today, we did a bunch of little research together because I was right. intrigued by a couple of things, specifically around social media. Mm-hmm. Tweets have the shortest lifespan of any social media post. Oh,
1: absolutely! Only about 18 minutes. I didn't realize it was that short. That is short. So I know like the idea of Twitter is that you tweet. It's quick, you know, all yeah, all day. A lot, but what yeah. does
0: that mean? Like, what does it mean to have a lifespan of a post? It means that in the those first 18 minutes on yeah. Twitter, that post would have gotten likely. It's I guess a uh, maximum amount of engagement. Right. Yes. Some people might trickle in like it and, you know, retweet it 10 years later.
1: You know, you yeah,
0: it'll happen. Like I've mm-hmm. had tweets that randomly it got shared, you know? Yeah. Cause probably somebody was at stock in my profile and or, saw it. And or it came up in it. a
1: memory or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But the majority of the engagement on that tweet or post mm-hmm. is happening in those first 18 minutes. Same thing on Instagram, Instagram, the average lifespan of a post is 48 hours. Those first 48 hours after publishing it, you're going to get the most likes Comments, shares, yeah. Which means after that, you'll notice that you don't see a much likes that's anymore.
1: It. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Because I mean, yeah, you get them for maybe a day or two, and then once that day is over, you're not getting anything. That's right. Else. Yeah. Facebook. I think we both did some data on that one, and it was like kind of a weird mm-hmm. mix between six yeah. to twelve. Right. About six to twelve hours is about the. I know that the graph I was looking at, they quit measuring after twelve hours, Cause indicating it was just like, that there was no point. There's yeah. no data beyond
0: that, and the engagement on that one, I think, comes in the mo- in kind of the first
1: two and a half, two and half, and a half hours. hours. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: I mean, there again, it's like the reason I'm bringing all these numbers up is because mm-hmm. I'm saying you've spent all this time and right. money and energy on creating all like you've crafted these perfect social media posts. Yeah. And you most likely yeah posted something six months ago, a year ago, two years right. ago that was basically in front of your audience
1: mm-hmm. for two hours. Right. And then that was the only time they saw it. And that was it.
0: Yeah. And you never shared it again.
1: It seems like you're missing on one people engaging with that content. Yep. You know?
0: Average engagement rates. Mm -hmm. This number is pretty alarming. Oh, man. Less than 1%. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, again, what do I mean by that? The average engagement rate on your social media posts is less than 1% of your followers are actually liking it.
1: Clicking on it, sharing it. Okay. I will say that is probably 100% accurate though because you think about it. Somebody with a million followers posts something. Yeah. It has like maybe a thousand likes.
0: That's right. And if you really think, and that's the thing too, like it's relative, right? Yeah. The more fans you have, the more likes you'll have.
1: Right. But it's still not a big number. It's still just that 1%. In the grand scheme of things, yeah.
0: Now, 1% is the average. There are definitely brands out there that see way higher engagement rates and there's definitely brands that see way lower. 1% is the average engagement rate. Right, yeah. The other thing that kind of sucks about social media is the average reach rate is 15%. So what do I mean by reach versus engagement? Engagement is people who actually clicked on your post, shared it, that kind of thing. Whereas... The reach rate is the percentage of people that even saw it. Yeah. Okay. The industry like benchmark, the goal you want to hit mm-hmm. is a reach rate of around 15%.
1: That sucks. Yeah. That's not even like good numbers. No, there. it's like
0: <laughs> if you have a hundred fans.
1: If you get, you
0: know, like 15 of them, <laughs> 15 people. Yeah, you did good. Saw it. So you wonder why. Okay. Well, I only have a hundred fans. Yeah. Why did I didn't only get one like? Only well, 15 of the 100 fans even saw it.
1: Yeah, I know. I've had that happen many times. Like I've had posts for shows that I was playing and you know, after the fact, it's over. Hey, when are you doing that? Like, well, it's been on Facebook for weeks. Well, I never even saw that. I didn't that. even know. It's like, I'm taking all this time to post this every single day and no one saw it.
0: That's right. So, I think that the reason why, I'm, again, I'm bringing all this up is that you spent a lot of time and energy and money on this. Mm-hmm. One, don't be afraid to post that content again. No. It is not redundant. Say it again for the people, people in, in the back. back. Somebody right.
1: didn't hear. Somebody
0: didn't see it. Somebody yeah. did not hear it. Mm-hmm. It is okay to share it again because it only reached those 15% likely anyways.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Now you can dive into your own analytics and see what your average reach rates are. And, and see, it, like,
1: it will probably vary. It'll vary. Yeah.
0: But I'd say in general, it's a low number of people that are actually seeing your content. Oh and There's yeah. not really much you can do about it because the algorithms just kind of suck. Yeah, You know, yes, you can create better content. Yes. The more engagement you get, the mm -hmm. the higher those numbers go up. There's a lot of like social hacks that will certainly help with those numbers. Right. And it's one of those, we always kind of joke in the marketing world, it's like a pay to play space, meaning like if you want the maximum reach, you got to run ads, right? Mm -hmm. Like pay to play. So I think that it's okay to repost the content on social. Right. And that is honestly kind of just like the base level of the pyramid to like, repurposing content. yeah, Just repost the existing content yeah. you have. Just put it back up. It doesn't even have to be used for anything else yeah. other than repost it. Post it back. A lot of marketers will actually even say that if you know that Facebook is a great place for you to communicate with your audience, like if you mm-hmm. know that that's where they're at and you know that your impression rates are low, yeah, go ahead and post more than one time a day. Yeah, Post two or three times a day. Mm-hmm. That way you're showing up to those different segments some people get on facebook uh-huh. five o'clock in the morning before they You're go to right.
1: work and the guy that gets on at noon isn't going to see your post from it's 5 a.m it's, it's pretty gone. much already gone yeah it's more than two and a half hours <laughs> you know and
0: i would say that's not all algorithm based but if you think about kind of how a feed works i guess linearly well, yeah if a thousand people posted after you posted
1: then there's... you just
0: got pushed back in that queue
1: exactly
0: so it's like unless they're like really following every notification that you post. Yeah, or, yeah you know, they're,
1: they're got, looking at every single time they get a notification, they go look then, at it, yeah.
0: Then likely you just kind of got pushed back. So I think that, yes, say it again for the people in the back because mm-hmm. not everyone has even heard what you said the first time. Right. If advertisers have taught us anything, yeah, it is that you've got to repeat your
1: messaging. Over and over. All
0: right, we looked at that too. Yeah. I want you to break this down because I thought All right. you, you found some cool stuff here.
1: So what I was looking at is, Basically, the first time that you see an ad, it's just kind of creating an awareness that that thing exists, but you aren't really giving thought to it. From your three to five times, you're actually starting to notice that this is a real thing and you're starting to read the actual advertisement. You know what it is. Wow. You, you so really three know times before you even cared to read it. Yeah. Three yeah. to five times before you ever even actually read the ad for what it's for. I say I'm guilty of this sometimes because yeah. I've read an ad and been like, oh, that's not even at all what I thought. Wow, they're doing yeah. that? Yeah. And I've been seeing this for like a month, <laughs> exactly. you know? Yeah. And then so, from the sixth to seventh time, something funny happens because you start to get annoyed. Why am I seeing this ad everywhere? Yeah. Oh. But then it kind of becomes a family guy joke and it comes funny again on the eighth to night time because it's like, well, why am I seeing this ad so much? Why do they have so much money? Why are they advertising this? Yeah. Is it a good fit for me? Start having that FOMO. That so, will. about the 10th time, you start asking friends about it. That's when word of mouth starts, about the 10th impression. And then anywhere from 15 to 20 is when you're starting to decide, okay, I'm going to buy that. And I think by the 20th impression, if, if you've been on the fence, you're going to buy. That's ridiculous. So, I know. That tells me that, you know, if I wanted to sell a pen, I need to post 20 ads to sell that pen. Yeah. That is crazy. It seems like an absurd number. Yeah. But if you think about the Facebook algorithms and, you know, just how things, like you said, just get pushed back in the queue, I might need to post at least five to six times a day to ensure that at every, you know, benchmark in the day that breakfast, dinner, lunch, all that, that my post is up there. That way, when those people are coming, there's something there for them to engage with at the time that they're engaging. Because you're also not going to get people on social media to engage you while they're asleep or working. You've got to meet them during their time. Yeah, where they're at. And so, if that's another thing we've talked about before too, you know, knowing your audience, know who you're going after, know what platforms they're on, know where they're posting, know when they're posting.
0: It's wild to me that it takes that many touch points. Yeah. But it's like, it just goes to show how important it is to repeat yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then not just that, like, I love how you were kind of, you just talked about the audience a little bit and how important it right. is to know your audience. And I think that that's another thing that we, as I think just business owners in general, marketers especially, mm-hmm. is that we got caught up with like wanting to always do something new and exciting and You're fun. Right. That we sometimes like forget that like we've already created a bunch of awesome shit. Yeah,
1: Traditions are traditions for a reason. Yeah. You know, don't be afraid to try new things, but don't be afraid to do the same old thing that works that's right, And don't be afraid yeah.
0: to, to just reshare the stuff that's already been effective. I mean, if you shared a post and it got 500 likes, well, then damn, it did good. Share it again. Share it again. Yeah. Don't because don't be a, like
1: too many people saw it. I'm not going to share that. There's no. a whole other window of people that didn't. You can double up on that, you know? They could end up sharing that same content again because they saw it the first time. And when you post it again, they're like, oh, yeah, that was so good for me. And they share it.
0: I think repurposing content is kind of all about finding the most helpful ideas from kind of all this common content that you've already created consistently. Blog posts, social media posts, things like that. Even presentations you've done, you know, corporate presentations. Right, yeah. And then reimagining it reusing it in another format or another giving context. it a spin. Uh. Um, and the cool thing about that is like that can take you to a whole new audience too. Oh yeah. Right. Use your good ideas in more than one place mm-hmm. because you're going to get To reach more audiences. For example, we've not dabbled in the world of TikTok yet. No. And and as a team, we keep joking about like, we need to create TikTok. We need to create TikTok. But
1: honestly, we probably really should. We should. Yeah.
0: Because we've got all this content we've created for our podcast. We've created it for our blog. We have lots of video. Yeah. We just need to turn it into video content. Because then we're reaching a whole new audience that doesn't even know that we exist yet.
1: Right. Because, yeah, the TikTokers have no idea what's going on on Twitter. No. Most likely because it's different age groups. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't know anything about beefy. Yeah. That's for sure. They don't know about business
0: growth hacks and what we're doing. Right. So it's like, we need to take this content. We've already spent the time, energy, and money on
1: creating. And where is someone that's starting a business probably going to be on social media right now? That's right. On one of the newer platforms. Just hanging
0: out, watching stuff, learning. You know, So again, I think that's what's cool about repurposing content is you really can not only get into a new reach of audience. And I'm using TikTok as an example, but the platforms. Dude, you've got Pinterest. You've got Twitter. Clubhouse. Yeah. YouTube, LinkedIn, yeah. the Instagram, list goes on and on. Facebook, right? Like, yeah. Whatever. Like, no joke, we could take this same topic right here oh, yeah. and turn it into a presentation that we teach. Oh, absolutely. A group of 30 people who come in and take this class from us. Yeah, absolutely. We could take any of our blog posts and make a free ebook from it. Yep. We absolutely. Could, we could take any of our. I was thinking, yeah, you if know, you like,
1: have a couple different blog posts along the same subject, you could combine those into an ebook very easily, you know?
0: Yeah. I think sometimes you don't need more content. You just need to see where else the content you've already created can be applied.
1: Exactly. Because you already have good stuff here. That's right. No one has seen it yet. Yeah, Don't waste it. You paid to have that created yeah, or so you
0: spent time creating it. I've had clients tell me before, like, we should redesign our website. And I'm like, well, why Why do you think that? And yeah, like, why? Well, because conversions or something else like that. And I'm like, well, wait a second. What does yeah. our traffic look like? Well, our traffic's low. It's like okay. Well, then we don't know that the website design is not good. We're not driving enough traffic to the website to see what they really think. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with content. Yeah, we're not driving enough attention to the content we've already
1: created to see what people think about it and And how they're going to react. In some cases, you could be wasting time by trying to come up with fresh content if you haven't utilized the main point you were trying to drive home in the first place. Yeah, if the entire internet doesn't know what you do based off of your logo. You got work to do still. Yeah. So I think
0: kind of how I'm going to, we're not wrapping the podcast up here, but the rest of the podcast today, I think I'm going to kind of just power through some practical ways that you can repurpose content. And honestly, I don't want to waste a bunch of time just like trying to make it sound like it is more than it is. It should be easy.
1: It is fairly simple concept. So I'm going
0: to talk about some of those things. Mm -hmm. And I think that these ideas that we're going to leave you with should really put you in a position where you should be able to take the content you've got and start really maximizing it yeah. and start getting the most out of it so that you for feel like sure. you're not having to spend more money in whatever right. else. So I think one of the easiest, easiest, easiest ways mm-hmm. is to start with your blogs. Yeah, We've talked about this quite a bit in this episode and other episodes, but start with the blog post that you already have on your website. And if you don't have a blog, don't check out soon, right? Like I've got ideas for those of you that don't yeah. have blogs, but for those of you who guys have blogs on your website, mm-hmm. one of the easiest things that you can do with that content, one, you can turn it into a PDF downloadable, right? Sometimes I've had this happen. People will get onto your blog and they are re, like researching a specific topic or article and they don't have time to read it right then. And right. they actually just need to download that info so that when they go to their just, corporate meeting yeah. or whatever, they can present it, mm-hmm. right? Like, hey, here's what BP is Marketing has saw, to say yeah. about this. This is what I found about this. Right. And so, literally, just by creating a downloadable PDF you, version yeah, of you, a
1: blog post, you could increase the
0: people that read it. That's right. Yeah. And not only that, but you're collecting email addresses potentially. I've noticed that a lot of long form blog posts, they'll do that. They'll say, yeah. don't have time to read this right now. Right. Download you it. Download we'll send it, it to you. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, that's cool. And yeah. they might even add a couple of extra bonuses. Like, hey, if right. you download this, we'll also send you a checklist. And or, the
1: free guide, and
0: whatever. whatever. Yeah. So that's one of the easy ways. Another thing you can do with blog posts, one of my favorites, because it should take you no time at all, is this is almost a business growth hack Yeah. because of how good this one is, I think. Take your blog posts, likely they're going to be somewhere between 70, 750 to 1,500 words. Yep. That's typically kind of the average blog post length. And try to get 5, 10, 15, 20 one sentence phrases that were written in your blog post. Well, there you go. It could be turned into social media content. Mm-hmm. Oh, you need to post every day on social media? How am I going to come up with 30 days of social media content? Well, you got this blog with one blog post, mm-hmm. just came up with 20 to 30 social Absolutely. media posts. Yeah.
1: And all of a sudden, this daunting task of oh my god, my editorial calendar becomes oh that was easy that filled up so fast bad. yeah
0: yeah especially if you know that hey every Monday we're sharing marketing tips yeah oh, cool well, how did I come up with those marketing tips right. I copied and pasted them from my blog mm-hmm. I didn't have to come up with new tips no they were already in my blog post it's already that I wrote. stuff
1: that I've approved and <clears throat> I done. support and yeah unless there's statistics that need to be updated that's right you're good to go You're good to go.
0: That's Mm -hmm. social content, right? That's an easy, easy, easy one to get more social content. It's a good one, man. That could be a hack. No, like that one is a piece of cake. You know, case in point, if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to it on, if you open up the show description and look at the show notes, you will notice that there are tweetable quotes from myself and John from every episode. The episode you're listening to right now probably has a great quote, and it's stuff that we said Mm -hmm. that... Our writer thinks that, hey, that right there is something that people yeah. should know. Yeah. So, what's so cool about that is this podcast mm-hmm. is being doubled up into yep. social content. Yep. Not only is it social content because we have a show notes, right. it's also a blog post. Right. Like, look how the blog turned into a podcast. Right. The podcast turned into a whole new, a whole new blog. living blog. Yeah. What?
1: Like, how did that work? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's crazy. And, now, and then even it affects your SEO because now you have two articles on the same subject on that's your right. website.
0: And they're and honestly, they're very different.
1: And honestly, if they're the only two articles on the internet, you just became an authority.
0: That's right. Yeah. Because and that's the thing. Like, yeah, there might be a thousand million podcasts about what I do, web design. Yeah. But what you do, you might be the only guy that knows how to do it. Right. Yeah. Don't be afraid to talk about what you're an expert at yeah and even if there are other people that are doing it who cares who cares everyone has a different you know approach your thoughts are not my thoughts i think that that i love that one just because i feel like that one's stupid easy yeah definitely i think that another one could be turning your okay so i'm gonna just i'm gonna stay on that blog post topic because i think blog posts are really where you can get so much out of the blog post
1: well it's a lot of things that people are paying to have done already that's right already away. Because yeah. blog posts are relatively affordable.
0: Yeah. You know, somewhere in the ballparks of $75 to $150 a blog yeah. post. Right. It's like, okay, if I write a writer... Because then you're only paying one writer. Yeah. Once she writes that, then you internally can say, okay, well, what else can I do with that? Piece right. Yeah. Written I content? can take it a
1: sentence at a time and pull it apart. <laughs> awesome. Yeah.
0: Yep. I think another thing you can do with a blog post is you can... Turn it into what's called a prezi. A prezi is like a presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's cool about that is you literally just kind of sentence by sentence, you add like you know part mm-hmm. you know, and maybe parts of the blog you don't put it in there. It shouldn't be like full paragraphs, right? But it's like the big ideas. Yeah. And then you can publish your prezi on platforms like LinkedIn, where on LinkedIn right. those those get shared quite frequently. And
1: honestly, if you again, if There aren't very many people that do what you do. This is a good way to easily put yourself in a spotlight because, man, some trade show guy sees your article and starts using it, teaching, and all of a sudden, they're asking you to teach.
0: Yeah. I've published several of my blogs on LinkedIn, just like on a whim being like, "Mm, how will this go? Yeah. And they've gone viral on LinkedIn and I'm like, what the heck? What happened? Like, (laughs) I I don't even ever ever do this. Like, what happened? And I've just been like shocked at like how a blog post, it was already written for my
1: website. Well... Yeah, when I first came to our website, like the question that I had was, you know, how do I get more videos easily? How do I get video scripts? And we decided, well, go read the blog, see what's on there. And I started reading our blog, and I don't know how many people read their own company's blog, but it helped me (laughs) do my job here. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, oh wow.
0: Yeah, I think that it's actually a great. That's a great point. You know, a lot of people probably blog because it's like the thing to do, but it's like it actually is really helpful as hey, an
1: employee yeah have you ever read your company's blog there's probably yeah. something useful in there that you can learn that, yeah that you can maybe learn. like a little thing that's been annoying you every day that oh i can fix that by doing this yeah <laughs>
0: yeah i think another thing out of blogs that you know we've already talked about it today but yeah. is the podcast scripts yeah same thing for video scripts mm-hmm. you know i could literally sit here in front of the camera And do a summary video of whatever it is that my blog talked about. Absolutely. And maybe back and forth between the video that we shoot of me. Mm -hmm. Maybe we also have a screen being shared of me walking you through the tools that I use. Right. Or maybe just showing you the screen of what those analytics that we talk about actually look like. All of a sudden, that blog post is way more dynamic. Yeah. Right? That blog post feels like it's way richer it's got way more
1: well to yeah it. i love links in a post cuz you know they tell you about this thing it's like oh well i want to see that thing yeah i you know
0: yeah i agree I, my favorite kind yeah. of blogs are they call them listicles which is weird i get you but yeah. like list blog posts right, that just yeah. list out different software and tools mm-hmm. i love those because it's like that's, oh i never even heard about this tool that's really
1: all i'm trying to find i'm just this looking article. for new, yeah. new
0: tricks and tools anyways yeah so blogs clearly one of the best places to start absolutely another thing you could do is work with your live presentations yeah you know if you're a public speaker salesman um, salesman whatever you could easily turn just the video of that yeah into small bite-sized social media content
1: absolutely TikTok videos yep get a longer format you have teaching or yeah yeah.
0: that's actually a great point we have a client a navy seal we have a lot of navy seal clients strangely but one of our navy seal clients somehow how do we get involved who was a public speaker. Yeah. We actually recorded multiple of his speaking engagements. Yeah. And kind of cut them all together. Mm -hmm. And created this really nice long kind of promo video of his speaking engagements. Same thing in your business. You could literally take kind of the highlights of what you talk about and and put it together to offer yourself as a speaker, to offer yourself as a consultant, whatever.
1: We've talked about your website being your brick and mortar. Yep. Why not have a salesman, Mm -hmm. a video... Telling you exactly the sales pitch yep. at your brick and mortar store. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I yeah, mean, it, great point. It, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's like because text only goes so far. It really does. You know? I could read something a thousand times, but you know, you have someone look at you and say it and look you in the eye and say, this is a thing. It's different than reading it off a of paper. Yeah. Like even if what they said's entirely untrue, I'm still considering it because they looked at me and gave me a you know a reassuring glance or something. I'm like, well, maybe what they said was good, even if it yeah. wasn't. And I'm not saying you can read a lot into that about deception or whatnot, sure, but yeah. you know. But yeah, but my main point is that say what you're trying to say. You know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and even if you're
0: not a public speaker, I think that everyone has the ability to be someone who could be a speaker. I think
1: I believe it's the number one fear in the world. Really. I mean, I don't doubt it. Yeah, That's public wild. speaking is everybody's fear. Every, yeah. no one wants to talk. And everyone's in front of just people. told to
0: like imagine everyone in their underwear, which never works. That doesn't work. <laughs> that does not work. Just gets you thinking really now weird. Now I'm just big. thinking strange thoughts. <laughs>
1: yeah, like uh, it's like I don't want to see that guy. Now I'm underwear. just distracted <laughs> in my mind. Yeah.
0: I bring that up to say another great way to utilize your existing content is maybe you've got some case studies as a company. Maybe you have some sales resources mm-hmm. that you guys use when you go pitch a new client. Yeah. Turn that into webinars. Oh yeah. You've already got this content that you use mm-hmm. in your sales approach. Why don't you create a webinar from that?
1: Or you could take it and yeah, you turn it into a webinar for salesmen for your company. Exactly. So you're
0: teaching how to do the That's sales right. process. Everything we're talking about right now is a lot like externally, you know, yeah. marketing, yeah. but it can also be used internally. Absolutely. Right? Like one of the things we do a lot is uh, there's a software called Loom, Loom, L-O-O-M, Loom. That is a screen sharing video recording app yeah yeah very easy to use very cool and we use that a lot of times mm-hmm. to one train our customers on how, to, on how yeah. to do things on the back of their websites right. or things like that also give them quick pieces of feedback on a project
1: mm-hmm. we also
0: use it internally to train on new processes yeah and then that same content again can be utilized over and over again
1: because mm-hmm. then we can turn that out into a client course we can turn it into yep just a out for the public course yeah
0: yeah like for example, I think I mentioned this in another podcast. If I did, it's okay. I'm going to share it again. But like I was asking Just, this guy. Don't how, be
1: afraid to reuse that. Yeah, I'm going to use it again. I'm going to use it again. <laughs> That's right. Because great
0: point, John. Because only
1: 1% of the people have heard Listen to episode one through <laughs> yeah. how many
0: ever episodes we are now. Yeah. So one of the stories I shared in one of our prior episodes was about a guy who I was asking, like, how did you write your book? You've written yeah. two or three books. And he's like, oh. Basically, what I do is I kind of just like create a bullet points of kind of the the overall like vision of the chapters. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so you write your chapters, the name of your chapters down kind of from A to Z. Where does he want to start? Where does he want to go? Right. Yeah. And then he just pulls out his voice memos app on his phone and then records those chapters. When I say records them, he just he starts talks talking. Him. Yeah. It isn't like formatted like today on. Right. Blah, blah, blah. It's just him rambling all the data he has about each of those yeah. things. Then he takes that turns it to a transcription service like Rev.
1: Yeah, Rev is one of them. I think it's called Rev. I know that Rev creates, what's it called for us? Closed caption.
0: Yeah, Rev.com. They do closed caption and they also do transcriptions. So he sends it to a company like Rev.com and they will actually take that audio and turn it into Word text documents. Yeah. He turns that over to his ghost writer.
1: Yeah, and then who
0: helps take all his thoughts? So
1: all he did was think about something. So all he did. Yeah.
0: And so what's so cool about that is for people that are like, ah, I'm not a good at video, or I'm not yeah. good at writing my processes.
1: There are people who jump are.
0: on Loom, jump on audio, start with that. Yeah. Just get your get your thoughts out,
1: get it going.
0: Because yeah. there's other people probably within your own organization mm-hmm. or externally that can help you get the most out right. of that.
1: You know, unless you have something fixed. It's really hard, especially with creative stuff, to get exactly what you're going for across. And so, just the act of fixing something tangible, even if it is kind of rough, it's something you can work on. Yeah. As opposed to nothing. Because I mean, I'm not discounting the power of ideas, but an idea without any execution is virtually useless. Yeah.
0: I know that I've talked to one of my favorite copywriters, a lady named Carol, and I told mm-hmm. her a few times, like, I really want to write a book. I really want to write a book. She's like, well, what's it about? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. That's your job. That's your you job. Know? And she's like, no, Andrew, <laughs> I like, Andrew, it, she's right? like I gotta know something. And so when I talked to that guy and he kind of gave me that like idea, I was like, yeah. oh, that's really, really smart, actually. Like, yeah. I can talk about myself. Mm-hmm. I can talk about the things I'm passionate about. How do I... Discern that into something that's like very practical, and people right. can go, "Oh, this makes sense," and it makes sense. You know, again, A yeah. to Z, it doesn't have to be my job to do that part. No, let me just get the info out, right? And the people who have the stronger skills than me, like writers, yeah, can say, "Oh, this is really great info. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm thinking." Yeah, and they can kind of help you create a, yeah. a better outline. And then you're like, "Dang, that makes me sound really smart!" And right? You know, like, yeah. Awesome. Well, you know? That's just all your ideas organized exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm not maybe I'm not great at organization, but I'm, yeah. I'm certainly passionate about the things I'm passionate about. I think that. All of this comes back to the fact that every single piece of content you create—blogs, videos, audio, Whatever. social media posts—can all. It's literally like this big churn yeah. system. It can all flow into another thing. Mm-hmm. A social media post can be a video.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A social media post can be a blog post. It can be a podcast. Can be a blog. A blog can be a podcast. Mm-hmm. It is so bizarre. Yeah, just how
1: you can reverse evergreen it can engineer be. everything. Yeah, yeah.
0: so. Start where you feel comfortable.
1: Yeah. Whatever you excel at, whatever you have the most of. If you have a bunch of Facebook posts, cool. See which one of those did the best and maybe write some blogs based off of those. That's right. And if you're not the person that's the best blogger,
0: send those Facebook lives or Facebook videos to a writer and say, this is what I want to get across in this blog post. Yeah. And she can go, okay. Or he can go, all right. Yeah. They'll do that part. Turn it back to you. Now you've Mm -hmm. got blog content, which is beautiful for SEO. Beautiful. Right. And then you look at that blog post and say, this gives me an idea for an ebook. This gives me an idea for a product or presentation or a webinar or whatever, because it really is endless Mm -hmm. how much life you can get out of one piece of content.
1: It really is. You know? Especially in a a format where the content's lifetime isn't very long. I'm doing this on the
0: fly right here, but I want to just, I'm going to kind of just do some randomness here. So let's just say one blog. What can you get out of one blog? A video. We can get a video. Right, uh, we could get an ebook, an ebook, podcast. You hear my click, click, clickers group. over here. You could create social posts.
1: Yeah, you can get social posts times.
0: I'd say like times ten or uh, more.
1: I'd say everything. Yeah, you could get a bunch of social posts out of
0: video. I'd say times two because you can do one that's like a uh, just a read through, a another could one could actually be an explanation.
1: One could be a presentation, presentation. of that information. Oh, there you go, or webinar. Not, you know, live video. Yeah, How about you a, could even do a live a class or a workshop. Mm-hmm. Outline. I
0: mean, I could keep going. I here. think
1: we could keep going because, I mean, you want a brochure, you need a brochure. Well, go to your website, find Book? out. Yeah. Right. And Books? I think that also comes back and drives home the point that quality content, like yeah. what you're putting in your website, is it something that's going to engage people? Yeah. Or is it something that's going to push them away? That's right.
0: That one blog mm-hmm. post, I just counted all these up. Yeah. Two videos, an ebook, podcast, 10 social media posts, a webinar, a live video, blah, 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 mm-hmm. is about. 20-ish pieces of content out of one blog.
1: So we have enough out of one blog to create enough impressions to get a sale, huh? That's right. Because about 20. About 20. Impressions is Out what of you one need. one piece of content you spent time on.
0: Now, if you start to think about the fact that, oh, we blog four times a month, but that's yeah. all we can afford to do right now. Okay. Well, hey, if you repurpose it, that's 80 pieces mm-hmm. of new content on different verticals, different platforms, right. different types of mediums.
1: Yeah, and we're not talking you have to have a, four-page essay on every no. one of these things, especially social. I mean, some of them limit the amount of characters. you. And you can don't even have use. to have the
0: fanciest camera. You don't have to
1: have it. No, like, literally do take your something. phone out
0: take that blog post. Yeah. And do a quick little social video. Yeah. Record a quick little podcast. Record episode. it on your phone.
1: If you want to get fancy, you could even buy a cheap little USB-C mic to go in there to sound a little bit better.
0: Yeah. yeah. You can even take that blog and seriously for something as simple as an ebook, pull it into a software like Canva, which yeah. is a free design tool. Oh Yeah drop the text in, mm-hmm. add some graphics and images, put your logo on the back and, and it's a PDF ebook. Yep. Like that's all it it is. Absolutely. It gets me excited because.
1: I love the concept of this because one, it gives us so much versatility with what we can do for people and for ourselves.
0: And if you're thinking to yourself, well, what if I'm just, you know, what if my audience gets tired of seeing the same thing over and over again? Yeah. What if they're bored? First of all, we talked about that today. Yeah. Impressions, the reach. Most likely they're not. They're not. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, and if they're bored in general, you're probably not producing good quality content yeah. in the first place. You
1: you said that way nicer than what I was going <laughs> to say. You're probably boring. <laughs> yes, That's what I was going to say.
0: <laughs> so I think <laughs> I think if your content is quality, yeah, your audience is going to be happy to see it over and over again. It's going to respark that interest. They're going
1: to look for it. They're going to you know? be searching for it. You know,
0: and honestly, too. Repurposing content does not mean showing it to the same person necessarily over and over.
1: Again. No, it, it does means not. On expanding it beyond means who you're currently speaking. Repurposing. to. Repurposing it doesn't mean just simply, you know, putting the exact copy up. We were talking
0: about social media posts. When you think about social media posts, I think the first thing that comes to mind is just like text. Like, oh uh, yeah, I took some text and I put it on Facebook or Instagram. Right. What about Pinterest? Yeah. Let's say that you have a business, a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You could literally take your, you know, recipes. Yeah. And turn them into great little graphics and put your menu items on Pinterest. And And when someone's searching for food ideas and they see that beautiful photo of your casserole, mm -hmm. they're like, dang, that looks good. What happens when they click that pin?
1: It goes back to your
0: website. It drove traffic to your site. It did. All from repurposing a piece of content you already had.
1: Right. And you know, one of the things that I know we've driven home in this podcast is consistency. And when you're repurposing content like this, it's going to help you. Stay consistent across all your platforms, as mm-hmm. well as have consistent content to post.
0: I think the biggest thing that you're going to take away from this is you are going to get the most out of the work you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the most out of the the stuff you're paying for. Absolutely. If you're paying a copywriter to write blogs for you, yeah. And right now, that's all you're getting from it. You're yeah. thinking, man, I just wish I, I wish yeah. how, do I, how do I get I wish more from my four hundred dollars a month? I wish yeah. do more. You can. Mm-hmm. Proof, we gave you 100 examples today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we've talked like about a lot kind of, of options. Yeah, right? I think we kind of like don't want to beat a dead horse here, but like, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of ways you can reuse that content. I don't right. think we even hit we, the surface. We kind of, of it.
1: just it's, hit the concept of how to, but anything that your company produced can be reverse engineered into another piece of content.
0: Yep. Yeah. Challenge business growth hack for the day. Yeah. I feel like everything in this episode is business growth hack, in my opinion. Kind but of. Today's business growth hack is more of a challenge. Yeah. I challenge you. If you have a blog post mm-hmm. to try to repurpose it for something, yeah. start with the simple ones. Copy yeah. five social media posts. Just mm-hmm.
1: go find five text quotes that are in that blog post yeah. that will be social content. And there you go. That's all you have to do. You can even take those that you find and go create a graphic in something like Canva with that text in That's it. That's right. And you got a social post. And you got post. a social post. Yeah. If you're an overachiever,
0: create a podcast yeah create a video script do it if you've been somebody who's aspired to be an author take those blog posts because you might already have created your chapters just within the blog post yeah, that you've written over your the book years.
1: might be half done that's right.
0: right that is my business growth hack for the yeah, day absolutely john this is the most fun again we've talked dude. about this before but sometimes we're like fading
1: fast yeah. <laughs> when we come in the studio we're both like, like dude i am so tired how are today? we gonna do this we're at the end of the day but it's
0: rejuvenating <laughs> It's exciting to talk to business owners about what they can do to save money to get the most out of their marketing dollars and most likely grow their business the way they want to.
1: Oh, yeah. Can I leave them with my quote? Oh,
0: please, buddy. Man, I I, I forgot I wrote this down. Yes, you got to share that.
1: Believe in yourself. You're braver than you think, more talented than you know, and capable of more than you can perceive. Boom. Boom. See you next week, brother. Next week.